focusing on an emerging generation of kings. of this house and one I'm glad to call my son Pastor Larry Shidili as it brings God's word. Come on people clap those hands, holler right now, shout right now raise the roof come on, come, come Can we glorify God with a louder, stronger more effective clap. Can we do that? Can we give glory to God? Hallelujah Please, you may take your seats. Glory to God, the highest. I want to, first of all, start by thanking Pastor Dami, especially for uh, this opportunity, but more so for being what I can truly call a father. Uh, Not just a father, also uh, carry on other um, crowns and feathers, I mean, just being different um, expressions for me, and I'm, I know I'm not speaking for myself alone, Peter is a friend, is a brother, is a confidant, someone you can speak to, someone that would not judge you based on uh, what you share with him. Can we just celebrate the prophets, the apostle, and the, the, the pastor over this great house? I thought we we're going to do it with a standing ovation. And just celebrate the grace of God upon his life. We love and celebrate you. We appreciate you and we honor you greatly. Thank you so much, sir. Can we also please, just before we take our seats, celebrate the ever supportive, beautiful, loyal, devoted PLT? Can we do it stronger, people? Woo! Thank you, BLT. Thank you for standing with PDAMS. Thank you for being such a bright light. We love and we appreciate you also. Thank you all for celebrating the man over this house. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Truth is, this, I mean, you just feel like being up here gets easier. Trust me, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. Um, but one thing is uh, for sure, the Spirit of God has, always has his way. He always moves, even beyond the vessel. I mean, the vessel is just, uh, it's just a container for the pouring out of the word, and the pouring out of what God wants to say to his people. And I have no doubt that he's going to do just that in this service. Hallelujah. We're going to have an amazing time. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. Can we just say a prayer just before we go ahead? Our Father in heaven, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for your grace over our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the mercy that you have shown to us. Thank you for this moment that we are in. Thank you, Lord, for the presence of your spirit, O Lord, within us, O Lord, and even in this atmosphere. Our Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that even as your word comes, it comes with clarity. It comes with the power of the Holy Spirit. It comes with healing for some. In the mighty name of Jesus, lives are transformed. Truly, someone would say, yes, I can start afresh because I have a better understanding. In Jesus' name, our Father, we open our hearts to the move of the Spirit, O God. Even as your word comes, O Lord, it comes with light in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O Lord. We lift your name on high. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, can we also very quickly <laughs> celebrate my dear sister, P. Vicky? I mean, she did so, so good in the first service. I was, I was mightily blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Vicky. We love and celebrate you. Uh, it's a fresh start, and that's what we're going into this morning. We're continuing uh, in that. And this is the grand finale of the BDSM series. It has been an amazing series. Incisive, insightful, instructive, life-transforming. I mean, there is nothing that was left out for sure. I can say that for a fact. Nothing was, I mean, from the A to Z of anything you want to call a relationship or having, even just uh, having communion with people generally without even putting in um, what, what we call, what, what we term in Christianese, um, the communion of the saints. Just listening to the message would correct certain things that um, you might have gotten wrong based on past experiences or wrong sources of information and all of that. Uh, I, just, I just really love how dynamic this house is in terms of the efficacy of the word. It's not just um, one way, it's not a one way street. It reaches out to different people, different places, uh, different mind spaces, and breaks certain things up. Uh, we're in a generation where there's dissipation of information, and it's so much. We're in the information age, and it's easy to get stuck or in a sequence of wrong information. But we thank God for kings and for the word that we enjoy here in Kings, how dynamic it is, how with its dynamism, it also comes with power. It's not just um, saying one thing and then uh, it's, it stays where it is. It has the power to transform. And that's so beautiful to see. That's so beautiful to be a part of in this generation. Can we just celebrate God for kings, for kingdom influencers and nations, generations, and systems. Celebrate God for yourself because you are here. You are also part of this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. I'm just going to go straight into it. I was telling Pastor Vicky that, hmm, PV, he set a great standard. <laughs> I'm uh, just going to continue in that. Uh, why I particularly love this series is because of the kind of person I've known myself to become or to be. Uh, I've had several types of uh, relationships. I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to uh, just forge relationships, just be friendly. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Just know a little about someone. Just show some love, basically, like we say it's in, in this day and age. Pardon me, I don't know which generation I am. <laughs> I'm in generation of God, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, and it's just, it's just really uh, beautiful to learn even more and knowing that there's a basis for why you are like that. There's a basis for why you need to learn how to be like uh, a person that forges relationships, fruitful relationships, bonds that matter, bonds that uh, have weight, that carry weight in the spirit and have, a, uh, it has importance, it bears importance to God. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to say this about 
BDSM, bonding, dating, sex, and marriage. What really brings those four types of relationships together is love. Love is really the basis for all of it. If you want to have a bond with a person, you have to have a type of love, some form of love to bond with such a person. You want to date, definitely. You won't date your enemy, right? I mean, you won't date someone you, haven't, you don't have any form of feeling or love for in a certain type of way or dimension. Sex is a type of love. It's called eros, right? And we know what that is. I mean, many of us know this, right? I don't, I don't think I need to go too deep because, I mean, the, all the depths have literally been explored. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, marriage definitely is definitely built on love. Definitely. And that's, that's God's way of saying these two people are here to express the fullness of my love just as I have for the church. And that's why it's right there at the very uh, end. It's not at the end because it's just uh, something to uh, do a rhyme with or align with the acronym. It's there because it carries weight. It's there because it's important. Hallelujah. So love is the basis. Love is the basis. And love is commanded to us as saints. As Christians, love is commanded to us. Uh, can we read from uh, John fifteen twelve? John fifteen twelve to thirteen. It's commanded towards us, so it's not an option. Basically, if God commands something, uh, something to us, it means that it has to be done. It says this is my commandment that you love. This is my commandment. God speaking now that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another just as I have loved you. So it says, just as I have loved you. So he has shown us love. He sent his son to die for us. That was the greatest show of love uh, that we could experience without even knowing who God was. God already died for our sins. He sent his son for that reason. And it says, just as I've loved you in doing that, you also did the same. And it's a command. Love. That you love one another and look out unselfishly for the best. For the best for them. It says, no one has greater love, nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends. Now that could, def- I mean, that could go... St- different ways but the real truth uh, what this um, verse is translating to is when it comes really comes to it can you lay down your life for someone you call your friend that's how deep it says no stronger commitment no stronger commitment than to lay down your life that's the cap because when it says just as I have loved there was a life involved so if you are going to show that same love being the strongest form of uh, the strongest show or display of love, it has to be as weighty. Because if it says just as, it means it's equal to, there's no, um, maybe, maybe not approximately or anything in between. As is. So is your love that strong? Can you say to a friend, oh, I love you, I can lay down my life for you? That's a strong commitment that we can, uh, that we should grow to make. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
and if love is the basis, as love is the basis, love is also the bond. Love is also the bond. Can we say that together? Love is the bond. Love is the bond. Hallelujah. Can we read from Colossians 3.14 in the Amplified Classic Version? Colossians 3.14. And it says, beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love. We see that in the bracket, unselfish unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So it's love that keeps us together. Remember, who, let's cue in that song. One love. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's really what it is. Uh, I was thinking Yanu was going to just start playing, but anyways. <laughs> it says unselfish love. It says the perfect bond of unity. So there's nothing stronger that we can use to relate with one another. There's nothing that keeps us together stronger than love. It says, it's for, it says, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one, seeks, one, each one seeks the best for others. So that love means I'm looking out for your best. I'm looking out for how well you're doing. I'm not looking out for, oh, you're doing good. Oh, I call you, I say, hey, hey how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. You say, I'm good. No, I don't want to know if you are doing good. I really want to know how you are doing. Right? I really want to know how you are doing. Are you good, good? Are you in your best state? Or are you growing towards that best state? Are you tending towards the best of yourself? That's how concerned we should be when we talk about bonds. That's how we strengthen the bonds between one another. It says, put on and wrap yourselves. And that means you envelope yourself completely. It is part of you. It is what you do on a consistent basis. So when it says put on, and when it says wrap yourself in, that means when you wrap yourself in, you can't really unwrap yourself. You can't take yourself out of it. So it has become part and parcel of you. It has become part of you. It's what you do naturally. And if we grow towards the nature of love, we establish the perfect bond of unity. I'm so glad that this house is a house of love because we know these things and we express these things. And we can see it happen. We can see us becoming better versions of ourselves as we grow in love. Can we just celebrate God for this house of love? Can we celebrate God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what the enemy tries to do, knowing that love is the perfect bond, is that he tries to pervert that bond tries to give you a false perception of what love is. Tries to um, throw at you different thoughts, imaginations, sceneries, or even people that will show you a wrong perception of love. And in doing that, it perverts every kind of relationship, from the family relationship to even being able to relate with people as we've seen here now as we've seen that we need to look out for the best. We become selfish. We, become, uh, we begin to grow into our own selves. We begin to cower and step back from even trying to show love because uh, when you sh- uh, you've, you've had bad experiences and you, and you heard, I love is a beautiful thing. 
Well, I don't know where I'm picking these lines from, but God help me. Yes, we, love is a beautiful thing. It is. But it could be perverted. But this kind of, this kind of teaching has shown us that there is the truth in it. There is a standard for that love. And our hearts will not be, I mean, will not be succumbed, will not be drawn away from the truth of love, the power of love, that bond that unites all of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. So I'm just going to go to our action points for bonding. I wanted to just share that with us and let us understand that love is both the basis and it's also the bond. That's why we can even discuss this because love is what is common across the relationships that we experience and we uh, have and grow into have. All right, so I'm just going to go to um, a few action points, to-dos that we can um, apply. In terms, so I'm going to start with uh, bonding. And we already understand that bonding is basically um, you knowing, I mean, uh, in, uh, establishing interest in someone, being connected with someone on a certain level. We understand that, but what do we do with that? What do we do uh, with bonding with people? What is the importance of even establishing a bond with anyone? It's for relationship. Because that is, it is through relationships that the power of God is established in our lives. A one man cannot, uh, one man cannot um, grow himself. He can only be uh, the he can only be uh, limited in his growth. He can only expand so much. But when it comes to a relationship, and that relationship is a loving relationship that causes him to grow and flourish in the direction that God has called that relationship to be, there is no limit to the things that he can do. Uh, in the beginning, God established that. He says, let us. Let us. So there was a relationship before any other kind of relationship. That was the standard. And in making man, he made us in his image and in, after his own likeness. So if we are made from relationships, because man was birthed from relationships, uh, the source of, the thing, of a thing uh, determines its sustenance. So you can't sustain a thing without going back to the source. So you go back, oh God, what did you say? In the first place, before I was created, it says, let us. A man was established from that. And you can't continue in that without knowing that relationships are important. Relationships are what would cause me to grow, will cause things uh, to be birthed in my life through God. Hallelujah. Healthy friendships are the basis for healthy relationships. When you have healthy friendships, understanding the bond of unity, knowing that this person I'm with is someone I'm growing consistently to become bound to. I'm not, I'm not doing this whole friendship thing uh, casually. It's something that my heart is invested in. And that's just friendship. We have not even gone into uh, dating or relationships. So if you call someone your friend truly, we must be able to say, okay, this person is my friend. I'm intentional about this person. I'm looking out for the best version of this person. 
And I can tell you for a fact, if all of us had one, two, three people like that in our lives, we'll become the best version of ourselves without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's the intention of God. God wants for us to be the best versions of who he created us to be. And that's why we can't have relationships without going back to the source. So if your relationship is not based on um, God's precepts, his character, his nature, it's going to be shaky. It's not going to be the true representation or reflection of the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's important to understand that in bonding, there's, there are differences. Uh, Pastor Damias uh, mentioned, he went deep into this. You know that you are not going to meet someone who is exactly like you. It's not going to happen. But you also need to realize that that bond is there. Those differences are there because they are needed. They are not to be done away with. I mean, you are there to either correct certain traits or characters that may have come uh, or they might, uh, this other person that you are being friends with have taken on based on experiences or how they grew up or other things, environmental factors and all of that. You don't want to just casually say, oh, this is how you are. I'm like this. Stay where you are. We can't be friends, oh, but when it comes to this thing, I'm not going to touch it. No. You might want to address those things if you see that it's not going to allow them to become the best version of themselves. And you need those differences because those differences make a difference. Those differences make a difference in how strong your relationship is and is going to grow to be. Hallelujah. There is only one way the flow of God's anointing is established and it's through bonds. So if you have a friendship that is God-based and you look out for the best of this person, you love this person to the very last, which is laying down your life. If you can truly say without any doubt to so, someone, this, I mean, this is heavy. I mean, as I'm even saying, it is heavy. I can lay down my life for this person. <sighs> How many of us can point like two or three people that you can do that for? Show of hands. Ah, Jumon, you're a strong man. <laughs> Jumon said two or three people. Tina says says same thing. There are people like that. Let's not let's not think that it's not possible. When you, if it really comes to it, if it really comes to it, it's something that they can do, and that's strong. That's heavy. It's it's heavy for me saying it is heavy, but it's possible. It's possible. That's the depth of friendship. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to touch on a couple of things. Um, uh, one, number one is acknowledge and accept the differences in relationships. Uh, touched on that. So uh, when you accept those differences, it doesn't mean that you are holding those things against them. You're just recognizing that, okay, this person is different. So it's also a form of you knowing that person. But you're not holding those things against them. But this is how you are. Okay, good. Now, if these things, these differences that you have are going to negatively impact the bond that you are creating or going to, uh, it's going to either break you or break them or lead them towards a path of destruction, you have to 
come in. This is where um, the power of God comes in, in terms of showing love, really asking, trying to find the roots of that matter, trying to deal with those differences if they need to be dealt with. Hallelujah. The next is build healthy relationships that are love-based. So love is the basis. Love is the core. Love is the foundation. That's the foundation. So love corrects in terms of looking out for those differences. But it also covers. It also covers. Let's look at Proverbs 10, 12. Proverbs 10, 12. It says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. In Amplified Classic Version, it says, Forgives and disregards the offense of others. So forgiveness is a standard in your bonding relationships, in your friendships. It is a standard. It, is, it comes naturally. Remember, you've been wrapped in this thing, so there's no, there's no going back. You've been wrapped in it. Let's look at First Peter 4.8. First Peter 4.8 in Amplified Classic. It says, Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because it says unfailing love love never fails that's the truth never fails it says have unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins it unlooks on kindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others have we seen how the best keeps coming up the best the best the best because that's what love drives towards he seeks for the best of that person. He seeks for the highest uh, calling of God upon their lives. The establishment of his purpose. And that's really the best um, way of living. That's the best life anyone can have. When you are fully aligned to the purposes of God for your life. That's you living your best life. Forget every other thing. When you are fully living out the purposes of God for your life. That's you living your best life. So how can you look out for someone's best if you don't know the God that gives the best or that permits the best or that gives the purpose that establishes the best for that person. So any relationship that does not have a God involved in it or strives towards having both parties um, on, a God, uh, on a godly uh, relationship, Peter says it's dead on arrival. That's really what it says. It says it unlooks on kindness. So there will be moments where person does somehow just are you looking at this guy like, ah, guy I, I've done this that and the other for you just this one thing you fell my hand sometimes those things take you by surprise where you're like ah I've been wrapped ah unfailing love oh fervent how do I do that where my heart is it's being attacked by this level, high level of unkindness. <laughs> Where it says it covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness. It overlooks it. Overlooks it. Hallelujah. 
Uh, the next is to bring your best and seek for the best. Uh, we've we've uh, driven this deeply. It says, regardless of what you've been through, let the grace of God be your guide. Because all of these things, it takes grace. It takes faith and it takes grace because we are humans and we can only take so much. But when the grace of God is, it says my grace is sufficient for you. So in those moments where you're like, man, I can't take, this guy has messed up on several levels. Ah, this babe, I thought she was my babe. She was my G, she was my guy. But she has, she's, she's fallen in my hands so many times. But it says, the grace is sufficient. That grace is available. That grace is also for friendships. It's also for that. Hallelujah. Be more of a giver than a taker. Be more of a giver than a taker. So when you experience the um, poor or the negative side of this, or seemingly poor or negative side of these friendships, look for the better side. Align to the parts where you can always give. The person show, doesn't show you as much love as you show them. Give the love. Show that love. Someone say, show that love. Show that love. Show it strong. Hallelujah. Your help and healing is attached to your ability to bond with the right people. Some of us have had from bad to terrible to unspeakable uh, relationships. Whether it's family, siblings, someone you met, someone you uh, poured your heart, your heart out to. And we had terrible experiences. And you might be tempted to just say, well, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing this thing called friendship, relationship, I'm not doing I wash my hands off anything called love. But I can tell you this for a fact. It is in the carrying on, in you taking up, picking up yourself and saying, this thing called love, I will keep pressing on. Because I've been commanded, remember this, I've been commanded. So it may be hard, it may take a while but I'm still going to do it. Remembering also that grace has been made available. So there's no, it's not going to be so much of a struggle when you realize these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you find that right person, that's where your help comes. That's where your healing comes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The next is commit to the process. Commit to the process. Commitment is so important. Taking on that um, love, that friendship, like it's all the work. I mean, that's the work that you've been called to do. It's work. It takes effort. I mean, if you want to build anything to last, and this is for life. You want to build anything that's going to last, you have to put in the work. Hallelujah. You definitely have to put in the work. Do the work. Take that time. Invest your heart. The returns on those investments is heavenly. Forget whether the person breaks your heart or not. When you keep 
putting more in, you definitely see that love replicated. You become the best version of yourself as you keep applying yourself. It will get to a level where this person you are showing love, showing love, one day they'll be like, ah, who are you? Why are you showing me so Why do you love me so much? They might not say it as it is. I mean, guys, we can relate to this. How many, how many guys have said to another guy, I love you? I mean, so, I mean, in this house, yes, we can say it for a fact. But before now, generally speaking, <laughs> Dr. Phil's laughing. It's like, oh, well, what would they say? <laughs> but it's something we should be doing. It's something we should do. After a while, the person will be like, ah, guy, who, who you be safe? What do I do? What are you about? I keep doing this, doing that. They might not say it as it is. But maybe on a special occasion or when they are given the opportunity to say something about you, it will come out. Because love, love can't, you can't hide um, the love that you've received. You can't, you can't hide it. You can't hide it. It's light. It's light. You can't hide it. Hallelujah. So when you commit to that process, keep investing. Keep putting your heart in. It will definitely yield. Hallelujah. The next is define your relationships in the context of divine distribution. Knowing fully well, uh, Pastor Dami touched on this greatly. Knowing fully well that all that you do, you are doing to the glory of God. So your mindset behind creating or establishing any relationship is what is God's purpose for this bond, for this relationship? What is God saying about this bond that I'm about to form or I've already established? You're about to start a relationship. God, I need your direction. What are you saying? What do you want me to uh, put in to this relationship? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you know that you are in there to express the glory, the character, and the goodness of God. That's standard. That's without a limit. And next, establish the God connection in your relationships. Pastor Vicky touched on this. She says, uh, I don't know if, I mean, it's just words and words, right? She said, establish the covenant. I'm here, I mean, we didn't share notes, by the way. Establish that God connection. You know for a fact Oh, I love this person. Um, I feel like I have a connection with this person. Definitely, that relationship, even more so being a, a saint, being a believer, you are, you are aligned. You are <laughs> All of you, everything in you is supposed to be geared towards establishing that God connection. Because that relationship has to reflect God for it to really live out its purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we look at Ruth and Naomi just uh, a bit? Let's go to Ruth chapter 1 from verse 11. It says here, but Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters, why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that I may become your husbands? Next. 
It says, turn back my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband tonight and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it is far more bitter for me than you that, you, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. Can we go ahead? Then they wept aloud again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. A goodbye kiss. But Ruth clung to her. Ruth said, this thing that we have now, I'm in it. We live here. Is, I'm wrapped in this fully. So someone kissed her goodbye. Accepted that well? She has said her part. And this is what some of us do. We move, we move. In this we move generation. No, there are some things you don't move on from. Except, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's clarify. If the relationship has been confirmed by you and in your spirit that is going nowhere. Just, just, no, just kiss it goodbye. Say, I'm not doing it. The person says, you should even be thankful that the person has said, well, yeah, I'm, I feel we should just, yeah, I know they call me again. <laughs> Don't call me again. Or, I mean, we should be thankful because we know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, some of us have been in relationships that we're like, how do I be the one to, how am I going to be the one to break this thing up now? How do I do this? This guy has gone the extra mile. I've done this and that. And I'm just, it's just not working. It's not working. But the person just called you one day or just said, we, we need to talk. Just <laughs> said, Monday morning, we need to talk. Or you're like, even if you felt, or, or you felt like, oh, no matter how much you wanted it to end, you, your heart will still be saying, what is it about to talk about? I hope it's not, me, I want to break up. I hope it's not about to give me a ring. Yeah. Ah. But, I mean, you have that conversation and it starts with, it's not you, it's me. I think we just need to go our separate ways. And then you kiss it goodbye. Would you be glad that, ah, God, thank you. I'm not the one that broke up. Some some of us <laughs> some of us don't like to serve breakfast. Maybe because we don't like to cook, but I mean that's another discussion. <laughs> I mean that's another discussion. But I mean look at Ruth and Naomi. Naomi clung to her. Guys, that's that's the bonding we are talking about. Clung to her. Can we have it up on the screen again? I will just continue from there. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 15. And Naomi said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Are we seeing this here? Gods. So, sometimes those godly relationships or those relationships are being broken because there are gods involved. Return after your sister-in-law. That's Naomi speaking to Ruth. She's saying, okay, so see, Opa has gone. Oh yeah, you too, come and be going. But here's what uh, uh, Ruth says. 
to her. Verse 16. And Ruth said, Urge me not to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God. That's important. She knew that Naomi was a person of God. It was God's person. So, rather than she going back to those gods, say, your God will be my God. She understood. She knew that this was not going to, I mean, me going back was me going back to destruction. And this is how important bonds are. When you see that this person has the right combination of skills, character-wise, nature-wise, they are reflecting God. And you know that. And that's why you can't be yoked with people who do not um, understand the things of God and are growing towards those things. Hallelujah. She said, your God will be my God. And she didn't just stop there. She says, where you go, I will go. So that means that's devotion. Absolute devotion. Hallelujah. It says, your people will be my people and your God my God. Can we see 17? Verse 17, it says, where you die, I will die. She didn't end that, oh, this relationship is a God relationship. Yeah, we're doing this. But when it really comes to this dying matter, ah, dying is still involved, though. It says, where you die, I will die. <laughs> it, it, let's, let's understand this. It's not that, oh, something happened, maybe she fell ill, and then she passed on. If for any reason, she gets, uh, her life gets cut off in any way or for any reason, and she was also in that space, is as she, she's saying this here is as good as saying I might just enter the coffin with you. Guys, are we seeing the depth of bonds and friendships here? This is a covenant bond. This is a God connection. She says, the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. That's I mean, I don't think there's a more weighty. This is, I mean, this is, this is that God connection we're talking about. And for some of us, this is how deep we need to go with some people in our lives. Of course, you're recognizing the hand people, the head people, and the heart people. Right? You are, you are creating covenant relationships with your heart people. People that are in what you call your inner courts, your holies of holies, if you may. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let me touch on, bond, uh, on dating very quickly. So all of that was for bonding. Dating. Hmm. This, this dating word is a word that has now become... You know, that, I mean, that illustration that Peter did came to mind where he's like scratching PLT's glasses on the floor, it's been abused. Because dating in its real sense has uh, one purpose. That's to get married. But now, I don't want to say the world has turned it into something else. And this is the perversion we're talking about. The perversion that we see. 
Because truly, dating is... Oh, so let me just define it for us. It's a process where two people of the opposite sex meet socially. We need to note some keywords. Socially. So you're not meeting secretly. You're not meeting suddenly. <laughs> you're meeting socially. You don't enter the bus one day and you're like, oh God, my heart... I need to love somebody. I need to show someone all this love that is inside of me. And they just look back and suddenly this lady winks at you and all of a sudden you say, can we start dating? That's not how it works. Guys, trust me, it's, 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 it's extreme. But 